You are unique. There's no other person on the planet who is exactly like you. And you were created this way on purpose. The Bible says Jesus came to give us not just life, but life to the full. This podcast is dedicated to helping you learn about who God made you to be and how to live life to the full. We're so glad you stopped by. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Uniquely You podcast. I'm Emily Honey, and I am here with my co-host and mom, Charlie Glenn. Hi, everyone. Today, we have a very special guest, my brother from another mother, Paul Lowe. It's so true. (laughs) Hey, Paul, how are you today? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. We're really glad to have you on the show. Thanks for agreeing to come be interviewed for us. I'm happy to do it now. You say that with (laughs) almost a serious tone in your voice there. (laughs) Yeah. Almost a serious tone. Almost. Um, So go ahead. I was just going to say, it doesn't matter how many of these interviews I do. It's just never easy. I've done none before now. So None? I was going to say, <laughs> how experienced are you? Because I'm pretty impressed. I mean, I'm impressed anyway, but. <laughs> I was going to be shocked. <laughs> like, he's so popular. He's and amazed. I'm really hot in the Enneagram crowd lately. Yeah. So. Yes, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> your, your calendar stays full, does it? It does, I tell you. <laughs> you have all these people just trying to get you signed up so. so we're really fortunate you said yes to us yes we feel special we do uh, well um we know you but why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself so that way our listeners can know who you are um tell us about your family and what you do and you know how come I consider you my brother? That kind of thing. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I'm Paul. I'm in. The, I live here in Central Oklahoma, and uh, I. Uh, I guess I'm. I'm pretty solidly an adult now, which it doesn't seem that way. <laughs> 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 yeah, pretty solidly. Yeah. I have. A, I have a beautiful wife and two beautiful children. Um. My my wife and daughter and my son are at my daughter's um, strings class right now. She's learning the violin. So that's, oh, that's cool. Exciting and grading yeah. at the same time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're, we're all really excited about that, including her, which is probably the more important part. We run a small farm out here in Oklahoma, and we keep pigs, chickens, rabbits, sheep, that's kind of that's my favorite thing to do that's not directly family related though it is Mm -hmm. heavily family related and my career is actually in medicine I'm a I'm a primary care provider I'm a physician assistant yeah I get to get to help people and that is only really frustrating about half the time (laughs) Um, (laughs) right now I'm with a really great clinic who actually really does do their best to take take care of people and uh we get to we get to do some really exciting stuff. That's the job side of things. Mm-hmm. And now I had the questions pulled up here. 
Was there anything else I was supposed to add into this? Well, I was, I asked you how come I consider you my brother to tell everyone how come I consider you my brother. I always thought everybody just thought of me as their brother. (laughs) 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 Right? Yes, that's exactly how. You're walking down the street and people are just going, look, there's my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I have a, uh, I'm not going to tell you that anecdote, but. That was a segue to growing up, right? Because we basically grew up together. I mean, yes, we uh, we grew up just across the street from each other, and yeah, me and me and Seth, your older brother, we were we were really tight for for a while, and then I got to know you, and I was like, wow, she's really cool too. So I adopted <laughs> you. Fortunately, your parents your parents adopted. I can't talk. Your parents adopted me back. Yes, <laughs> so, we did. <laughs> yep, and your parents adopted us back too. Yeah, it was, it, we just, we were really close growing up, both of our families, and it was, it was wonderful, you know. Yeah. That's the only problem with living kind of out in the country, a little bit more in the country like we do now. Is, uh, my kids, <laughs> we don't have quite have that same relationship where you can literally run to your best friend's house in your sock, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, man. I just so many times running up and down the street, like so yeah. many times. Almost never in shoes. Almost never. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so much time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those were great days. We all loved them. Yes, yeah. they were. Parents and children. We couldn't ask for a better place for you guys to grow up. It was, so. it was really great. Yeah. And actually, you know, um, Except for just a few families that we weren't terribly close to. My parents are the last ones on that street and the the last ones that we knew of when we were growing up. And now my parents are going to be moving on to our farm. So, <laughs> Yay, I was going to say you're getting new neighbors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is exciting. Uh, so you're saying we should all move to your farm. We, we could work that out. Okay. Maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then we can just run across the pasture instead of running across the street. You don't want to do that barefoot either. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Good point. Good point. It's an obscene amount of stickers is what we have in our pasture. Mm, so yeah. sorry. Well, we are really honored that you would take the time to spend with us and talk about the Enneagram. My first question for you is, what did you think about the Enneagram the first time you heard of it? I believe the first time I heard of it was uh, when my mom was actually telling me that she was going to edit a podcast about something called an Enneagram. <laughs> <laughs> you have a editor, right? I know a lady. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you know our lady. But uh, when, when she kind of told me about it, oh, man, I thought... And I, well, I guess you've kind of outed yourself about this already. So I kind of thought, oh, Charlie found another personality test. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know I did. I love it. I love it. That's hilarious. You know I did. See, and I, I also you. made friends take these, not just family members. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was more interested that you guys were doing a podcast because we don't get to talk like we used to. So uh, I decided to uh, delve into it a little bit via the podcast. And uh, I, I, I wouldn't, because I think you started off with an overview or some of the history. Some, yes. I think those were your first two. Yes. 
episodes, and um, I found it to be very interesting. I liked I liked hearing the roots of it, and it was kind of the uh, I understand that uh, you know non Christian people use it, but it, it kind of developed out of those roots. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes. And uh, I, I like that kind of that early intention of using it that way. Yeah. Uh, so it was in, uh, an interesting take on it, and also just the kind of the uh, the versatility that's built into it. Because so many, so many of those tests, they kind of, oh, you are a, you are a this, you are a that. And I've never really felt like I fit in very well with those results whenever I would take one. So you know, I like the, the versatility of it. So it hasn't been very long since you realized or figured out that you're a type five, has it? No, not long at all. Just a few months, really. And even... <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I was going to ask you to tell that story. <laughs> I warned you. Even then, I wasn't sure. I thought, oh, I don't know. Because I took, I took a free test online. It might be the one that you guys recommend. Uh, I can't remember. Honestly, I can't remember what website I used. I took a free test, and it labeled me as a five. Oh, I remember why. Because I, I was listening to you, and I kept identifying with, like, some aspect of every single type. And I was like, that's, that's, that's probably not right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or it is right to identify with some of it, but that's not, that's not your type. Anyway, I, I took the test thinking that I was one thing and uh, came back with a five. I was like, and at that point, I hadn't listened to y'all's five episode yet. I don't think you'd even made your five episode at that point. And uh, I was like, well, I don't even know what that is. Now I've got to do a bunch of reading. So... <laughs> Then I just do the reading, so because yes. readings work, mm-hmm. <laughs> so and you then, already have enough work. <laughs> yeah, we'll say I work. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, fast forward to uh, long ago, I don't know, maybe a month ago or so, and uh, Emily called me and asked me to do an interview, and uh, I said, "Oh no, 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 hold on! I'm not even sure that I'm. I, I don't know. I don't know that I can." find the time to do that and I don't know I am I am pretty busy and I'm not even really sure that I'm a, I'm a five I, I should probably look into that more and actually check on it and, and she was very kind as she always is about it she's like okay well you just let me know and get back with get uh I'll, I'll get back with you and we'll we'll see what you think like okay good deal crisis averted and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I went and I uh re-listened to your five episode and I did some spot check reading here and there. And I was, uh, I was just, as I was listening to the episode, I was like, Oh, right. That's exactly what I did. I, you know, I immediately thought, Oh no, no, I don't have the energy for that. I have to, I have to build up and get energy. I need to budget my energy for something like an interview. That seems really intense. And then my last one was the, hold on, let me gather more information about this particular thing. So I just like the two principal things that fives are known to do. Like, yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I was like, well, once, once I had that revelation, I was like, yeah, let me go ahead and call Emily back. And I'll <laughs> <Yes. laughs> do that. I am a five. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, my name is Paul. I'm a five. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, so, did it make you feel like you were put in a box? Um, you know, I could see how somebody might feel that way, but uh, I guess probably because I learned about the Enneagram, 
so recently and from you guys who who uh, always take the time to focus on how God made us all all unique individually I didn't really feel that way I, I went into it completely understanding that there's a lot of versatility and shades of nuance and uh, God made me unique and that's okay <laughs> he didn't he didn't pull my archetype out of a box so I never really felt that way I never felt like it was constraining in any way that's good because I think you know, in my training, from a biblical perspective, I think a lot of our focus is on how actually it frees us to be who we are. Yeah, it kind of gives you uh, almost permission to do some of those things you feel like might be quirky. Well, I yeah, I think it's very freeing where you have to really think about it and kind of analyze, am I being healthy or am I being unhealthy? You see both the negative and the positive. But I think in that respect, too, it's freeing because there is a positive and there is hope for you to become all that God created you to be. Absolutely. Like when, when we're doing things on, on our little farm, we kind of, you know, I, 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 I can't talk. I don't <laughs> want to say that we do everything organically because we don't. We try to. Um, we try to do things as organically as we feel like we can. But I also don't. I don't want to approach what we're doing with our animals and our plants from a dominating standpoint. I want to work with what God has created. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. instead of trying to pound it into submission or poison it into submission, we try to, we try to look at what's going on and see how God has created things to work together. And we try to create our systems to work with that. And I feel like kind of the Enneagram gives you kind of an insight into that template of like what God created you, with these principal characteristics, you know, and it frees you up to accept that about yourself and look at your problems with that in mind. And how can, how can I use what makes me different to fix this problem or to, to thrive in this circumstance? That's, yeah. that's how I've been trying to view it anyway. <laughs> I really like that analogy, Paul. I think that's really awesome. You guys can use that if you want to. (laughs) Oh, we will. We will. (laughs) It is recorded. (laughs) You can't take it back. (laughs) It's all on the record now. Yeah. (laughs) You mentioned that you thought you were another type. What other type did you think you were? Well, knowing me as you guys do, you might laugh at this, but <laughs> <laughs> I believe now, Charlie, you're a nine. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. I was listening to your podcast on the nines and I was like, man, I really feel a lot of kinship here. Like with, with the nine standpoint. Yes. Um, now there was something tugging at me and, uh, well, there is a lot of, um, you know, like overwhelming care for others. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like the kind of the base motivation was exactly the same. Uh Uh-huh. And I had that worked out just a few weeks ago and when we first talked about doing this and I can't remember, I can't remember what I told myself, but, uh, but I really (laughs) felt like the first motivation wasn't quite the same. So I I went into it thinking like, maybe I am a nine, especially some of the unhealthy habits I believe that the nines have, I, I tend to display. Um, probably when I'm not healthy. The uh, that's that's actually where I thought I was to start with, was uh, flavor yeah. of a nine. Which I do have a my test that I had a nine wing, 
there is that. <laughs> right. <clears throat> well, actually, wings are on each side. So I don't know what test you took, but you're either, if you're truly a five, which we believe you are, uh, your wings are four and six. Oh, okay, okay. So, because... Okay, so maybe not, then maybe some... Uh... I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was the one you scored second highest on or something. I bet it yeah, was. Really my test just, just put them on the, uh, just put them on a, like a percentage uh, right. alliance thing. And mm -hmm. so I made the assumption that, that, that your runner up was your wing. Yeah. <laughs> That's you, very common. Yeah. Very, very common. People do that all the time. Don't worry about that mistake because that is what everybody assumes when they take the test. Okay. My high okay. score is what I am, my next highest is a wing, and then the next highest is another wing. But okay. that's actually not how the structure works itself. Okay. I'm but, learning. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad. Okay, here's, here's a great question, especially for a five. Did you prepare for this interview? <laughs> I had every intention of preparing thoroughly for this interview. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well okay thoroughly for me which was going to be like read read the questions uh maybe jot down just like half a page of some scattered notes that was going right. to be pretty thorough for me <laughs> <laughs> what it comes down to was i read them and uh, i read the questions about an hour and a half ago <laughs> that's okay <laughs> it works nice <laughs> it's more about having that week or two weeks of like okay it's coming. You need to get ready for that. You know how much you love talking in front of people. This is <laughs> in front of people, so just be ready for that. <laughs> just mentally psyching yourself up for doing it. <laughs> yep. You know, that whole budgeting, the energy and the everything for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's truly what fives do. Yeah. You kind of touched on this already, but um, when you figured out you were a five, how did you feel about it? Were you like, oh, man, or were you just kind of like, oh, that is spot on? How, how did you feel about it? When I read the description that came with my test results, I kind of thought, oh, well, sort of. Mm -hmm. Read it, I thought, I, I, don't, I don't really budget energy. I'm, I'm actually, I really enjoy being spontaneous and, uh, you know, just kind of, come home from work, hey, let's go out to dinner, let's go do something fun. So I kind of thought, oh, well, maybe, and that, that was kind of the roots of why I thought maybe I just didn't, I, I was mistyped or I didn't answer the questions right or didn't interpret the test right or something. But um, I kind of felt like it didn't quite apply to me, no more than any of the other types really did. Um, however, when I heard y'all's podcast on it and kind of the the discussion on like what it what it what it really looks like when you budget your time or budget your energy or to um, to always be seeking more knowledge about something. Mm -hmm. Um, that that really that really drove it home for me. I was like, oh no, I do do that. Like, uh, <laughs> I like to be spontaneous when I get home from work and I find that I have extra energy when I have reserves to go do those oh. things. Because yeah, there are plenty of days when I come home and I say, nope, I'm done. I have accomplished my goals. I'm going to bed. <laughs> yep, that is common of fives. Yeah, and when fives are healthy, they move towards seven, right, Mom? Is that right? right. Mm -hmm. So sevens are really spontaneous and really, like, fun-loving and that sort of thing. So when you have that extra energy, 
you're, that makes sense that you'd be like, yeah, let's be spontaneous. Let's go do something fun. I, I heard that, but I don't, I didn't remember that, but it does make sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also the instinctual subtypes play into that. So depending on what instinctual subtype you are, that affects also your willingness to be spontaneous and go out or your desire to stay in. Just layers on layers on layers. (laughs) We did a podcast on instinctual subtypes, so now you can go back and listen to that. I'm going to have to go back. I missed that one. (laughs) (laughs) It it really is eye-opening, I feel like. It is. We can link it in the show notes too, because some other people may have missed it as well. And it's very interesting. It just helps see you like kind of illuminate the fullness of the variations within a number. Like there's so many different ways people can be based on yeah. those two. Yeah, I totally knew that. I was just giving you guys a subway to uh, a subway. <laughs> <laughs> subway. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. We do love a good segue, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> You haven't known your number a long, long time, but what's something that you like about it? What What do I like about it? What do I like? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that, look, uh, kind of like I said before, it kind of gives me permission almost uh, to not get down on myself when I am, I'm out. I'm just done. It kind of gives me permission to, to be done and that's okay. I'm not being lazy or anything. It's just that I'm done with it this time. At, at this time, I'm completely done. <laughs> right. Your yeah. energy reserve is used up. Yeah. And I, I do enjoy that. I keep coming back to these same two main points, but like, I do enjoy the justification of like, oh, this is why I've always just kind of like delved into topics is because I just want to, if I find it even mildly interesting, I'll start trying to gather more information about it. I just kind of feel justified in that too. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. And I think that that's a really, like, it's super helpful. I I have a five wings. It's super helpful for me too, like to know it's okay to not have the energy to do this other thing today. Like I can do it tomorrow. It's still going to be there. (laughs) So I love that you said that it, you know, not beating yourself up about being lazy or that sort of thing. Cause there are other people that have more energy than I have <laughs> and can do more in a day than I can do. And that's okay. I don't have to do as much as they do. So that's like, right. Yeah. If you need to get more done, you hire Jenna. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hire somebody who's a one or an eight or something like that. Right. Or three like Aunt Kim. Or three. Yeah. Get lots of things done. So is there anything that you don't necessarily like that about it since you found out? about being a five (laughs) that I don't have more energy Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm not sure that my type strictly dictates how much energy I have like from a quantitative sense but uh man sometimes it does feel like a limitation I'm empty I'm on e I can't but I need to do more (laughs) Mm -hmm. right so another thing I don't know I I do like this but it hinders my uh, ability to communicate or empathize I don't know with with some people but the fact that it's it's very much the uh, the thinking triad, and mm-hmm. the uh, I believe I believe you guys mentioned that a five was one of the most objective of the numbers. I like from a very young age, I've always known that I could be uh, extremely objective about something. I could very easily separate emotion from things. Once I realized that I was putting emotion into it, I could separate it, and I could look at whatever it was much more objectively. While that is a useful skill in some circumstances especially on the farm, it can be very helpful because, you know, a lot of those animals can be pretty cute. But mm-hmm. you know, yeah. <laughs> editor probably won't take that out. 
Don't name the animals. <laughs> yeah, don't never name an animal. However, you know, it does it does hinder communications or discussions with people sometimes when you are being considerably more objective than people are used to being. Animals being a prime example. Mm-hmm. Um, people love bacon. They do not want to think about where it comes from. Yeah, that's fair. My kids are horrified when they found out chicken meat was from chickens, the animal. I was like, why do you think we call it chicken? <laughs> it's from a meat from an animal. Aunt Kim has chickens. Therefore, I guess, and the boys love to go look at Aunt Kim's chickens. So when they realize that we eat chicken, it's chicken meat, just like those chickens. That was probably upsetting. Yeah, they were a little horrified. But then they were like, but this is really good. So they got over it. <laughs> I'm glad. It's fine. So you may have had time to think about this or not, but what is something that like your family does or friends do for you that can help you feel like loved or appreciated that you can maybe see how it relates to your fiveness? Was that on the list of questions? It was. <laughs> yes. It just says what makes you feel loved. Oh, it does. Stop on it. Okay. <laughs> see? <laughs> I told you I put it on there. <laughs> Man, somebody should really prepare better. Um <laughs> It's okay, threes do. <laughs> and ones. <laughs> Loved and appreciated. I would say probably like thoughtful acts done just, you know, kind of just for me. Like uh, whenever my wife does something that I can tell, she really didn't have any other reason to do that except for the fact that she knows that I like it or, or I prefer it that way or whatever. That, that means a lot to me, you know, spending quality time with them. I mean, like my, my daughter and I, she discovered fishing this year and done a lot of fishing during all the, the quarantine and all that stuff. And uh, just sitting out there spending time with her has been just so rewarding. And the fact that she loves it is, is infinitely more rewarding. That's really sweet. Yeah. My next question has to do with your spiritual life and how has God grown you, well, has God used the Enneagram to help you grow in any ways or has, you know, has it not meshed? I probably don't have a great answer for that just because I've discovered it so recently. Yeah. But I do find that, kind of like what I said, I, I do find solace in knowing that it's all part of his plan. I think mm-hmm. I think a lot of Christians probably struggle with these three voices we have in our heads. We have the Holy Spirit, we have the secular world, which isn't truly a voice in our head, but it's being blasted at us all the time. Right. And, and then we have our, you know, our free will that God gave us. And um, sometimes I, I feel like it's a little hard to discern which voice is which. <laughs> Finding those patterns that the Enneagram helps to highlight and can help in the discernment of the chaos that goes in our heads all the time and um, to identify like you know, this is a thought pattern that God gave to to help mm-hmm. think through things and uh, so I, I find I find that to be helpful with it. I really like that. I never heard it put like that like that there's kind of three thought patterns or processes so that's really good. Well that's going to be the basis for my upcoming book. all right hey we'll promote it we'll give away a free copy (laughs) that's right we'll endorse you or whatever yeah endorsement that's what it is yeah introduction by charlie Charlie. (laughs) whoever i am (laughs) what the i'm your other mother you're my son (laughs) from another mother (laughs) you know the empress the empress thing that was Yes, I know. 
That's me. I'm the Empress. I, I was working out in our field when I, when I was listening to that podcast, and and I actually laughed out loud. Got all the sheep to look up at me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's hilarious. I think I actually said something like, "I'm one of those friends." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of Cocked their head at me. Okay. <laughs> I love that you. They weren't very it. impressed. Huh? Yeah, they didn't, they didn't care. <laughs> I love that you talk back to our podcast. That's great. I, it's actually a problem because, like, I keep <laughs> so used to talking to y'all's voices from, even though we don't get to do it very often anymore. Like, I find myself trying to answer you guys. <laughs> I love it. I know you're probably working out in the field, but it's that you should hit your voice record and just send it to us. Just send us voice messages, like. It's like a game. We have to figure out which thing you were listening to and <laughs> responding to. <laughs> that would be kind of fun, though. That would be funny. You know. So only in the short time you've known that you were a five, how has it impacted or affected your work? My work? Yeah. Um, being more aware of time management has been a big thing. I, I kind of have developed this ritual, especially on days where I don't go into the office, but I have developed this ritual where I didn't think at all until I was sitting down with coffee. We would have breakfast and then uh, usually my daughter would go and uh, play or do whatever she felt was important for her to do right then. And Shelly and I would sit at the table and finish our coffee together and I would kind of outline the goals for the day. And um, she would tell me what she had going on. I would tell her what I had going on, what goals we wanted to get done. And finding out about the Enneagram and uh, Shelly scored really high on a five as well. I don't know her leading score, but uh, wow. I think it was her second highest. <laughs> so knowing that we were able to kind of refine that system and make it much more of a, a hard, fast, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is going to take four hours and this is going to take six hours, so we need to kind of budget for that and be ready for that. And it's really kind of helped to codify that system that we had halfway developed anyway. That's cool. Yeah, that's really helpful that she understands that and works well within that too. That's great. Yeah, she's a, she's pretty great. I don't know if y'all know or not. <laughs> she is great. She is, absolutely. I agree. I'm pretty sure she can hear me talk. She probably can. <laughs> If not, she'll hear you later. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, true. I was like, really? When? Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all three cylinders. <laughs> yeah, all three cylinders. <laughs> all the time. Oh, oh man. So how does it impact your work at the clinic? Has it, have you seen it impact that? <laughs> um, work at the clinic, I have seen the negative aspect of it. Um, <laughs> I have I've become a very aware, I, I've always known that I really did not like add-on schedule. I really wanted the schedule to be the schedule. Mm. And you know, that's just not realistic. I mean, right. It just, it just doesn't work that way. So every time I look at my schedule and it's changed, just, it irritates me. So I'm like, ah, oh, I gotta dig deeper. I gotta dig deeper. I gotta dig deeper. <laughs> it's just not that everybody who's living their lives separately to all work on your schedule. It's just not gonna work. <laughs> Especially when I'm there to serve them. 
So. <laughs> <laughs> right, they're paying you. <laughs> kind of stinks. <laughs> now, it does help you, uh, the, the, the fact, the, the objectivity uh, that, I, that I have is helpful um, because sometimes I see some, not so much in my current job, in my old job, there were times when I would, I would see very disturbing things. I would hear and learn very disturbing things about people that had happened to them or choices that they had made. And I was able to use that objectivity to deal with what they needed dealt with in, in uh, what, I, what I hope was my best effort. I don't think it haunted me too bad after that. Um, you know, I was mm-hmm. able to leave a lot of that stuff at work. There have been times that, that some of it follows me home. But like I say, I'm, I'm in a better job now where uh, I don't have to deal with a lot of those disturbing things anymore. I think that's fascinating to hear because, you know, we will never definitely know what Byron's type on this personality system is, but to be a chaplain at in hospice and at a hospital, he did a good job of having that objectivity and being able to leave it at work, Mm -hmm. which I could never understand. I worked in the waiting room of the ICU for a year, Mm -hmm. three days a week, and God damn it, I took those people home with me every night. <laughs> I could not be objective. <laughs> so I think that's it works really well with your profession in the medical field, as well as working with your animals. It's a blessing. I've been jealous at times not being able to do that. Yeah, and you know, until I learned about this, like I would catch myself thinking, like, why can't people just, you know, turn off your emotion and deal with this, you know? Right. Sometimes I I have been guilty. Don't tell anybody. But I've been guilty of (laughs) my wife to be able to achieve a level of objectivity that I (laughs) that I routinely do. And you know, she's not me. It turns out. Imagine that. (laughs) We tend to have unrealistic expectations. Understand that that's how it works. Any other relationships? I loved what you just shared about Shelley, and how you now understand that she can't be objective like you. And that is one of the nice things about the Enneagram, how we begin to see that there are nine perspectives and they're very valid. God created them all. How else do you see that helping in any other relationships, like outside of your immediate, immediate family? See it helping? Well, Or hindering, either one. Well, no, no. (laughs) I think (laughs) I'm I'm not strictly sure if this, goes hand in hand with a five I'm not sure but I think stemming from the objectivity it kind of frees me up to empathize better um and uh when I'm when I'm feeling good I guess when you say I'm healthier I find that I can empathize a lot more easily with Mm -hmm. for me it's important with patients you know I need to I need to be able to empathize with their problem and sort of kind of internalize their problem so that I can help them with it and uh try to foresee what their prob- what, what stresses their problems are putting them through. And uh, my objectivity kind of helps me. I feel like it helps me do that. So I don't know if that's directly related to a five. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't come from the, the, what do they call it? What do you guys call it? The gut triad? So Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. About the gut triad and the people that are very, very much motivated by, by the feelings and things like sometimes I, I, hear that and I think about it I'm like that sounds like a nightmare <laughs> <laughs> aren't you glad you're from the thinking triad <laughs> 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 very thankful 
Uh, and we all use the thinking, feeling, and gut to some extent, but predominantly we are in one triad. And, yeah. you know, I'm in that gut triad. And so, yeah, sometimes the feeling people are just like, seriously, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to take a break for a while. <laughs> I need a break from your emotions. So. You brought up working in the, uh, the critical care unit. Yes. And uh, I remember when you left, and I remember hearing that that was why you left, because, or well, I don't know if that was the only reason you left, but that was a, a, a struggle for you, was taking those families home. And while I could relate, I was like, man, I'm, I just wouldn't leave a job for that. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> Most of my friends know that I dealt with anxiety for 10 years, and so that combined with the anxiety, I was really excited that I did it for a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a little much to be right there with all the critical care patients and their families. And, and I got so attached to them. It was difficult. Yeah. Oh, that is easy to do, especially in, in that environment. Right. Well, we're going to probably yeah. need to wrap this up. Thank you so much for talking with us today, Paul. Oh, it was my pleasure. One more question for you, though. It's hopefully a little bit easier. So we do good things, which uh, you had mentioned to me at a different time that you like, because I have forgotten that we used to email each other good things like back in high school and college. And so that's really fun. So what is something good that's going on in your life right now? <laughs> I'm going to cheat. Okay, I'm fine. Eat an easy one. But uh, <laughs> I have a... <laughs> I have a six-month-old son who we thought would never come. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. we we had we had a long struggle with uh, infertility, and uh, we actually had a miscarriage. Which, if you've never experienced, I pray you never do, because yeah. that is the yeah. worst feeling in the world. But now we have my son here, and he is just a delight. Even when you know, explodes out of his diaper, and <laughs> <laughs> he is just wonderful. So adding him to my beautiful daughter. That's, that's my good thing. <laughs> yeah. He is so cute. It just kills me that I can't come see him <laughs> because of the silly pandemic. <laughs> yes. Me you know, as well. It's so hard. <laughs> we'll so work hard. it out. We'll wear masks. We'll do something. I don't yes. Know. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. That sounds good. I just want to, yes. just want to yeah. give him one little squish hug. He's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Emily, good things. <clears throat> um, yes. Yeah, so my oldest son, Owen, has recently been very interested in playing the guitar, which he's not big enough to play a guitar. I mean, a child size one, I guess, but I have a ukulele also. And so I've gotten that out and let him play on that some lately. And except for him wanting to do it all the time, which is a little trying, it is really sweet uh, to see him just strum it and be super gentle with it. And it's just been really fun because I've been playing it too, which I hadn't played much music in a long time. So it's just really sweet because it's something that dad did a lot when he was alive was play music and sing. And it's sweet to be doing that and sweet to see Owen really enjoying that. That is pretty cool. What about you, mom? Well, on a very not so serious note of, you know, children and grandchildren stuff, but my daughter from another mother, Jenna, sent me candy corn with the chocolate ends, which she doesn't like, which I do, which was such a fun surprise gift today. Nice. <laughs> uh, she'll be interviewed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> she'll be interviewed 
later after this episode, yeah. several weeks afterwards, but we had talked about candy corn when we interviewed her. It was really fun to have a package in the mail today. That is fun. Yeah. Good things. Yep. It's little things like that that are important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Getting some real mail. Like yesterday I checked the mail. I was like more junk mail. Like it's just, it's mm-hmm. so nice when you're like, Ooh, something that's from a person that I know. <laughs> it's so <Yeah>. exciting. <laughs> Nobody's trying to sell me this. <laughs> right. This isn't fake handwriting from a state farm agent. Not that there's anything wrong with state farm agents. Just, I feel like they do that a lot. Yeah. Wow. I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh, Emily and I, we used to we used to be kind of pen pals. We did. I don't, I don't remember when exactly we did that, but we used to actually handwrite letters to each other. Yep. Just just to keep in touch. Yep. I think in when I was in college, when I moved away to college, and also when I lived in Shreveport, we did. I found some of those the other day, and they are hilarious. Which is also a five characteristic is just seeing the world in a different way. They are so funny because you just <laughs> like you just have such a different way of looking at things. It made me laugh out loud. And just to really encourage you, Paul, fives are the world changers because of that different perspective. They are major world changers. Well, that's good, I suppose. (laughs) No pressure, though. (laughs) No pressure, though. Nope. God has a plan and you're changing your part of the world right where you are. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a big part of it. Just changing your part of the world, accepting yeah. what you can do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Right. Well, Paul, thanks again for agreeing to spend some of your energy talking to <laughs> us today. We really, really appreciate it. Yes. Well, thank you for thinking of I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun talking to y'all. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mom, what did you think about talking to Paul? It was so fun. I forget what a great, funny personality he has. <laughs> it was so fun. Yes, it was really fun. It is always so fun to talk to Paul. And also, I feel like he had some just really good things to say about being a five. I really appreciate the things that he was sharing. I loved um, what he was talking about, the three things that, kind of the three voices that we tend to have, yes. the Holy Spirit, the secular world, and the free will that kind of compete, and it's hard to discern which voice is which. I loved that. I had never heard it put like that before. I felt like that was so good, just that we do kind of have these different dialogues going on in our heads, like we have the Holy Spirit and the things the world is telling us, whether you know, we're intentionally hearing those things or just getting them through life. Right. Our own two cents thrown in there. So, yeah, I love that he said that. It helped him kind of better discern what was the Holy Spirit versus what were the other things. Yeah. It's really good. You're very really smart. Good job. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you're going to listen to this. <laughs> yeah. I love the fact that it gives him a better when he's a healthy five. And you know, I know that is kind of hard. Fives aren't real people persons. They right. really like to be in their head and think a lot. So I think that was really good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Just a lot of really good stuff. Yeah. I agree. So, and it was just fun to talk to Paul. I know. I wish we could have just spent the whole rest of the day with him. 
Well, we hope that everybody else enjoyed the conversation that we got to have with Paul today as well and hope that you can share that with somebody that you love. If you know a five or are a five, make sure that you share that. That way people can maybe understand themselves better or you can understand um, them better or they can understand you better or, or whatever. So just feel free to share that. And if you aren't subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. What are you waiting for? Now's the time, people. Press subscribe so you can hear us every week. And uh, as we interview some more numbers, uh, make sure that you are getting those every Thursday to listen to. Also, go find us on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Uniquely Podcast. So follow along, see what we're doing. Let us know what you're doing, what you're learning. We would love, love, love to hear things that you enjoy about the show, that you're learning from the show, um, because that's just really encouraging to us. So, Mom, what else? I think that wraps it up. I think that was good. Okay. All right. Well then, Mom, why don't you pray for us and we'll wrap it up. Okay. Father, we thank you so much for the Type 5. They bring so much to the table. They have such great knowledge and their willingness to think through things and their perspective is so important to our lives and our world today. So I just thank you for Paul and his ability to give us some of his time and energy that was so special. And we just thank you for him. Father, continue to lead us and direct us and help us to understand who we are in you and help us to work on being the healthiest type that we can be. Help us to use the Enneagram tool to help us draw closer to you. And um, so we thank you that your Holy Spirit lives in us and he gives us the power to transform. We just thank you and praise you and praising you for the beauty of the weather and the days right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.